WWE erases Roman Reigns from a historic moment? Does he have heat? Like Brandon on this podcast? AEW fined how much by the Maryland Athletic Commission? Hear what match it was for and the reason why. And I got no sleep last night due to Karrion Cross's debut. Does he have the greatest entrance in pro wrestling history? AJ Styles, I mean AJ Styles, is back from the dead. Hear why I feel his return shows that Dave Meltzer has zero clue what he's talking about. Shocking and horrific news regarding Nikki Bella. And Leo Rush's tweet leaves us shocked in regards to his wrestling future. All this and more on a Kenny For Your Thoughts podcast. Kenny, it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was a big accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I have a for Christ's sake. Breaking news, Kenny Majid has just released Brandon Brown from his contract. <laughs> we wish him <laughs> we wish him the best. Well, probably the I'm worst in Japan, his the worst in his future endeavors. I'm going to Japan. I'm gonna get six K cups. I'm gonna rebuild myself, retool my character, my gimmick. They were holding me back, alright? What do you mean retool your, your EC3, gimmick? Your gimmick was just you with, your gimmick was just you with the idiocy <laughs> turned down. <laughs> They were holding me back. They kept they kept renewing my contract. They were giving me all this money to just sit me on the shelf. No more, damn it. I was like, you know what? You keep your blood money. I'm going straight to the top, baby. I'm going to Hollywood. This, 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 back begging. this from the guy that thought uh, Apollo Crews was from Uganda. But uh, <laughs> the chat's saying people, uh, Brandon don't go. I can't believe this. And by the way, <laughs> yeah. everyone's saying they like the Ellsworth line. Send me a DM, write me a nice letter. Yeah, that was... Uh, he's he's a good promo. He's just a good promo off the off the cuff. And yes, Fernando saying, Brandon and Tamina released. <laughs> hey, Tamina's winning that championship, baby. Don't hate. Haters is gonna hate. Tamina is gonna be champion. And everybody's gonna cry about it. And I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna drink the tears of the interwebs. Oh, 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 so suddenly you're you're the anti the anti-mark here? The anti-smark, you represent you know, them. I, I'm, I'm a Tamina fan, you know. That's that's really who I am at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of releases, Brandon, uh, Curtis Axel um, released uh, released by Axel WWE uh, quite literally, maybe like an hour after we got off of last week's episode. Um, he was released, so Damn. yeah, man. They, uh, I don't know, but to me, is the, this one feels like because uh, there's rumors that WWE is basically like. If you want your release, you can get it. Um, so I kind of have a feeling like, you know, he's 40 now or 41 maybe even. And, and he was just like, yeah, I'm gone. I kind of have out. a feeling they're not using him. I mean, no, no I look, he, he was he was he was good. You know, was he? Uh, good, good worker. Well, that's that's the question I have. Like, had he not been, you know, wrestling sort of royalty, would they have even hired someone? Like him, you know, to begin with. I mean, you know, you you have um, you had him train, you know, against uh, the Rock when he came back in 2011. You know, he's the guy that was trusted with things like that. Um, but the problem, I think, with Curtis Axel is like, I don't. I guess they never saw anything in him. Um, mm. 
I mean, with the Axelmania stuff, you know, he wasn't supposed to get over, and he did. So I, I don't, I don't want to say like you know he was punished, but in a way he was punished. I think, I think my problem, right? I think Curtis Axel, they wanted him to be a heel so bad, but I feel mm. like he was more of a natural babyface without trying. I mean, come on, like right from the beginning, you knew he couldn't be a heel. You remember that promo on NXT? <laughs> Dude, this is the greatest From this moment ever. on, starting now, this is the moment, <laughs> right now, starting now, this will be my moment, the moment of the genesis of McGillicuddy. You know what, I think the problem was they changed his name from McGillicuddy to Curtis Axel. I think McGillicuddy I hated the name Curtis Axel by the way. I it, it, yeah. my when they when he came out with that, I was like, uh like I get it, like his dad's Kurt Hennig, you know, Kurt Henning. I try really hard to pronounce that by the way cuz all my life I've said Kurt Henning like I N G and it's Hennig. Right. So little little uh, uh, Mandela effect for everybody right there because I'm sure see? I'm sure the majority of people said Kurt Henning when it's Kurt Henning. It's Hennig, man. They're it's playing Hennig. with us. It's Hennig. People at Google, they're playing with us. I don't like it. It's Mandela effect all over again. But like to me, like you know, like he he would have been better as Joe Hennig. Like you know, like he's the son of Mister Perfect. Like how do you get this guy away from the name Hennig? Like it's a, it's a huge name in the wrestling business. You know, it's like saying you know Charlotte McGillicuddy. You know what I mean? Like you would know, well, like that's Rick Flair's like daughter. Not, not McGillicuddy specifically. Like put it this way: Curtis <laughs> Axel was definitely better than than Michael McGillicuddy, but he should have been like Michael Michael Hennig to begin with. You know what I mean? Like give him something like that. You know, Curtis what, Hennig. What if, you know, what if McGillicuddy had like went away for a couple months, hit the gym, popped the free roids, and then came back looking jacked? Do you think that might have extended his career? Isn't that what his daddy did? And they still didn't give him the title? <laughs> it's the one like, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but his dad arguably was more talented than he was, and they still didn't give him the world title. So, I mean, you know, his family was doomed from the beginning. Like, shit, man. Like, what, what does he have to do? You know what I mean? But speaking of name changes... What do you think about? <laughs> let, let's get let's start off hot and heavy here, Brandon. Hot and heavy. What do you think about the okay. debut of one Karrion Cross, the former Killer Cross? You know what? NXT does really you know, cool stuff with their entrances. One, before yeah, you even get into that, that uh, Alex Guerrero yeah. does make a good comment. He says, "I wonder if Curtis didn't want the name Hennig because of expectations. Maybe he did want to mm -hmm. branch out on his own. It's kind of like." Well, I don't know. I think Cody's working everybody by saying he doesn't want the last name Rhodes and he wants to get Cody uh, popular, but, you know. Maybe Cody's forging his own path, man. Wrestling has more than one royal family. But anyway, <laughs> go on. Dude, what if they bring Axel to AEW, bro? That'll be huge. That's another big name. Only if they do, like, a legacy-type group, you know? Yeah. Like a, like a, you know, him and Cody Rhodes and... <laughs> You know, like oh, all the man. all the like the, the sons, the, the sons yeah. of the of the <laughs> legends, forgotten sons, the real forgotten sons, the, the real forgotten sons, right? Not this. Yeah. God, I hate, <laughs> I hate the forgotten <laughs> sons. I can't get. I cannot. <laughs> the funny part is, like, I don't know if you remember. I liked Gunner in TNA. I really liked Gunner when he was like James with James Storm and oh, stuff. Man, He's yeah, in the forgotten Gunner, sons. Dude. I can't stand him. I like I liked uh, <laughs> Blake or yeah Blake and Murphy. Can't stand Wesley Blake in this group. I like Steve Cutler. He's hilarious on live shows. 
Can't stand them in this group. So individually, I like them. But together, I forget them. How funny is that? But look at this, all right? We got Gunner. We got Karrion Cross. We got Scarlet Bordeaux. Look at TNA Impact. Yeah, it's just Scarlet. Again, feeding the wrestling industry right, with talent. Because they, they are developmental for the, for the good companies. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you see this? Kind of like you're, you're developmental for my hosting duties. <laughs> you know, it filters through you and it has to get to me. Unbelievable. I cannot believe it, man. People were sleeping. Look at the talent that's coming out of that company. I mean, they're scouts. It's crazy. Look at the talent that's probably going back to that company. <laughs> well, yeah, EC3 so, yeah, Frank Maverick. <laughs> oh, man. So sad. So sad. But, um, but yeah. No, no. I, I like what NXT does with their, ha- with their intros. They're really cool. Hollis, uh, Hollis, Hollis has just turned heel in the chat. I want to remind everybody, Wrestling in the Dark is a blind man. And she said, and Wrestling in the Dark, you, ne- you should watch it. He can't. <laughs> he can't. He gave me, wow. the reason I mentioned that, he wow. gave me shit, which was funny, because, you know, I tag all of our our biggest fans, I should say, on Twitter. <laughs> and I tagged, I said, which which uh, cover is better on these, you know, out of the two covers? And he goes, Kenny, what a heel. Tagging a blind guy to ask him what cover is better. <laughs> I was like, I love this guy. Like, right up, right up my alley with his sense of humor. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Which like, one uh, did, did he like? Better? I always say this, right? I always say this. You don't it you don't have true friends if you can't make fun of each other's differences. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like I expect people to make fun of me and stuff. All of you in the chat, go ahead and make fun of me. It's awesome. That means you like <laughs> me. I always think like that. Not like Brandon. Brandon gets sensitive. Yeah, no. People Brandon's hate like, Brandon's everything like, about uh, me. Yeah, don't, t- don't talk about don't talk about my beard, man. Slowly <laughs> taking shots. It's a little little puby. I gotta clean up a little bit it's a little puby anyway yeah back to carrying cross <laughs> <laughs> so um carrying yeah. cross maybe you were saying I, I kind of interrupted you so go on oh yeah no no uh again the patentry of everything uh you you said it uh gave you that lacuna coil vibe uh to it the the i went back and watched it and i was like oh yeah, yeah i do i definitely hear well, it, yeah. we should we should mention that uh like i texted brandon like while i was watching nxt yeah, it was like because brandon's afraid of brandon to, uh, he's like, even though he says covid's not real he's afraid to come to my house and watch wrestling <laughs> You know, I, he Brandon's the guy that's Scared like folks. the brand, Brandon's the guy that says everything's fake, but then like you know he's he's hand sanitizing every two seconds, and he's you know he's wearing his mask and he's you know using Lysol on everybody when they walk by, you know. So Brandon's a hypocrite. Brandon is a hypocrite. But that being said, I mean, I texted him and I said, you know, uh, this is giving me Lacuna Coil vibes. Now, if you don't know who Lacuna Coil is, uh, go search, go search them. They have a female lead singer, they're a rock band, so you'll you'll understand where I was coming from. It's actually a, a band that Brandon introduced me to um, maybe a decade ago um, yeah. when he stole one of their choruses for one of our songs, <laughs> and I never realized. Yeah, Brandon and I make, made who- music about ten years ago. <laughs> And I, I gave him so much credit. Wait, wait, no, to hell with you. Yeah. I gave him so much credit for this creative chorus. And then I come to find, like, I'm listening to Lacuna Coil. And I'm like, this bastard stole this line for line from Lacuna Coil. That was exact. It was you close. know who, yeah, what are you going to say? You mentioned Ray line. or something? You saw Ray or something? <laughs> no, no, I was going to say uh, who introduced me to Coil was uh, Kolsky from Web Design. Kolsky. Is that crazy? Kolsky. I, I, I can't put... Uh, Tyler? Tyler Kolsky, yes. You know what's crazy yes. about Tyler Kolsky? 
Uh, we should, probably shouldn't mention his name full bore on this podcast. But whatever, it's already it, <laughs> oh, it's yeah, live. It's, it's, it's on the interwebs. It's so uh, I was dating a yeah. I was dating a girl 2015, and she went went to USF, one of the colleges here. And then she was like, "There is this guy. He knows you." And she was describing him. You know what I mean? Like you know yeah. the earrings, the 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 hair, spiked hair and stuff. You know. And I'm like. Tyler? She's like, yeah, he was saying all these good <laughs> awesome. things about you and stuff. And it's like, it's crazy because like, I never considered like Tyler, like Tyler and I was cool, but like, it's always nice to hear like, you know, when someone meets someone that you know, and they like talk all this good stuff about you. And so Tyler, shout out to you, man. Like I've, I've always That's said right. good things about you as well. You know, I can't say the same for Brandon. Every time they're like, You're, people, are, people always, yeah, people always associate me and you, by the way, they're like, you still friends with Brandon? I'm like, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> My standards are still the same. Isn't that a weird question to get? Like, are you no. still friends with that guy? That's no, because, I mean, it, the, the thing is, like, if me and you were in public together all the time, like, they just naturally yeah. ask, like, are you still friends with Brandon? Like, if I if I saw Tyler with, I don't know, Mitch, just make up, you know. Uh, yeah. I would be like, hey, you've been, are you still friends with Mitch? What's What's up with him? You know, people care yeah. about you, Brandon. I don't know why, but they care about <laughs> you. Like but it. anyway, back but to you Karrion know Cross. Do care about that's right. They care about Karrion Cross. They care. They care. About it's just it's just an hour of Brandon and I talking about people that we know. That's what the podcast is disintegrated into. Now, do you like do you like the singing of or sort of the lip syncing? Like, should so, they continue th- doing this, that for this? People, I had a problem with this. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I got people go like it was really cartoony. It was real. This it was yeah. like I kind of liked it. I thought it, I was like it, it was unique. I was like, that was really unique because, like, you know, WWE has an initiative, you know, for many years to not look into the camera. So to mm-hmm. me, it's like, did was this a re- direct result of the fact that there was no crowd or was this the game plan all along? Because they're, she's singing into the camera. And that begs the question, is she the one on the track? It kind of does sound because Scarlett Bordeaux does have that more like smoky, no pun intended, because she was called mm-hmm. Smoke Show, but th- that smoky kind of voice. So I could see this actually being her on the track. So it wouldn't surprise me, especially that she's singing it into the camera, lip syncing in, into the camera. Um, you, you know what? Seeing how she came out of Impact, she's probably a triple threat. It's probably <laughs> definitely her. I mean, there's so much talent there. It's unbelievable. Brandon. But I will say, yeah, <laughs> I, I just want to say that as cool as the entrance was, you know, I don't want them to just be an entrance. I mean, another guy that had a great entrance was uh, Finn Balor, and they sort of wasted that No, but you know, so you know who another, another guy that had a great entrance was The Undertaker, <laughs> yeah. and he transcended that. But, like, to me, like, Balor, this is, God, it's going to come across like I'm, I'm dissing Balor, but Balor's really talented. But for all intents and purposes, he's a more generic wrestler, Right. Like, Balor has the, the demon stuff, and when he's in the demon garb, yes, he does different stuff. But for the most part, he's a very generic character. And and that's not a diss. Like, I, I would consider a Shawn Michaels and an AJ Styles, like, just them with the volume turned up. A very generic character in that sense. Whereas, like, Karrion Cross is more of, like, a psychopath. Like, more of a killer, you know, like, yeah. at, as, as he was called. And, you know, I got a lot of heat because I said it was a hot take, and I'm sure it is. Tell me in the chat. Um, <laughs> I love this comment before I go on <laughs> wrestling in the dark. He says, damn it, Kenny, you're making me want to watch NXT <laughs> now and you don't understand how much I hate Tom Phillips. It's okay. What we'll do for you every week, wrestling in the dark, me and Brandon will commentate NXT. We will commentate yeah. NXT. We'll, we'll erase Byron Sachs uh, or Tom Phillips. But by the way, actually 
Tom Tom Phillips was not on commentary this week. Uh, Mara Ronaldo was back, so it's it was Mara and Beth Phoenix. So, uh, luckily for you, you don't have to put your ears through that. Uh, you can hear the smooth Mamma Mia of Mara Ronaldo this week. <laughs> oh my God, Mamma Mia! So you know it's okay. But anyway, what was I talking about? Carrying Cross. The hot take that I had was that I actually like the name Carrion better. I, I don't like the name Killer Cross, and, and Killer Cross was good, don't get me wrong. I shouldn't say I don't like it, but I, I like Carrion better. And I, I, I don't know if it's because it gives me the vibe of, like, Kaiser, like, mm. Carrion, Kaiser, that sort of thing. Like, to me, it's, like, more of, like a, like, a stronger name. Like, Killer Cross, I feel, is, like, I'll say it like this. Imagine if the role, the, the names were switched. As in, like, he was Carrion Cross on the indies for all these years, and then came to WWE and became Killer Cross. I feel like right. more people would have a problem with the new name Killer Cross than they would the old name. So what I feel like is happening is like it's creature comfort. It's like we were all used to the name Killer Cross. So that's why we're harping on the name Carrion. Just like we were used to the name Prince Devitt. But for all intents and purposes, Finn Balor is a better and a stronger name, a mythical name for, you know, Prince Devitt. You know, so the, like it's not like Hideo Itami for Kenta. He should have just been Kenta. That one, that one, I can understand. <laughs> I never liked that one. Um, but yeah, I think Carrion's. I think Carrion's a better name. And remember that Carrion with a C means decaying, rotting flesh. So to me, again, it goes back to like he's not a killer. He's a psychopath. So it makes it it makes it better to me. Again, I know we're spending a lot of time on 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 carrying cross here, but yeah. I just think I think it's worth talking about because to me, here's your next guy. Like here's like WWE's been high on carrying cross ever since he was with that no good for nothing no name promotion. <laughs> wow. Wow. The one that I Brandon doesn't watch. <laughs> By the way, for the record, Brandon doesn't watch it. And yet, oh, and hey, yet he calls himself look, a TNA fan. I know more about TNA than Brandon does. I'm just saying who's where the, the talent's wait, wait, coming who's from. Who's the TNA right? champion right fact. now? Who's the TNA champion right now? Uh, the TNA champion right yeah. now? Isn't it, uh, isn't it the lady? <laughs> the lady. See? Lady that was a trick question because what it, uh, Moose <laughs> is the TNA champion because they brought the TNA championship back. Tessa Blanchard oh, yeah. is the Impact World Champion. Yeah. So right see? now in the interim, Moose, because it, would, it, it shows that you don't pay attention <laughs> to TNA, your precious TNA. Uh, you, you know what? Another big uh, story from this debut. Uh, actually, you know, so, who's going to be the biggest. Yeah. Let me Before you go into it, I'm sorry I cut you yeah, off. Yeah. But again, wrestling in the dark, hit the nail on the head. He goes, I think Killer is more um, evocative. And it gets a reaction, but carrying is smarter with its meaning. That's kind of what I mean. It's like, instead of being like, I'll say it like, it, it's a bad way to say it, but I'll say it, uh, it's the only way I can think of it. Instead of blowing all your load at once with killer, carrying is more of like the tease. You know, it builds to, to what he offers. That's if that right. makes sense, you know what I mean? Because if you say killer cross, I feel like he gives away too much. If you say carrying cross... It has a mystique and it has something that builds and something that you have to watch this guy and wonder what, what it, he's about. If that does that make sense? Like, so maybe people will understand. I think, again, I think he hit the nail on the head right there of why I like Harry and better. It just, again, it evokes a different kind of emotion. But anyway, <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just read that comment about uh, Brandon New Japan. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so thanks thanks for uh, reading yeah. it out loud for our fans in audio world. It says Brandon and New Japan are the same uh both up oh, well the comment's gone now. Just like Brandon's oh, no. Brandon's uh, hosting yeah. duties, but go on. Uh, <laughs> no no what uh, what I wanted to say is yes. the true uh star out of this whole thing, uh new rising star, look out, ladies and gentlemen, for one Leon Ruff. That's right. Damn, Leon, that, have you noticed they guy, put him in there a lot? He's like the jobber to the stars. They, Leon Ruff, wasn't he the guy that took the like um, the black mask from Alistair Black and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, he got messed up by uh, by Sheamus too. <laughs> right, like Le, Leon Ruff is the guy you call to get a guy he's over. A guy. I can see that guy getting signed just based yeah. on that because he's the only only uh, I don't want to say jobber, but the only extra that they brought back multiple times. He's like the James Ellsworth of the <laughs> of the crowdless generation. OK, here's our new James Ellsworth, who is in our intro, of course. And that means we have to get Leon Ruff on this podcast. You got to get this guy, bro. He is making everybody look like a million bucks. He looks like a million bucks already. He's what I, I want mean- Brandon to do for me. <laughs> But Brandon never does it. I'm like, right, Brandon? And Brandon's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But um, <laughs> anyway, Brandon's personality is dead. You know, it's fun. like, it's just completely dead. But speaking of the dead, <laughs> AJ Styles, I mean, AJ Styles got buried and he's back. AJ Styles coming out of nowhere, just showing up um, in the gauntlet match, the last chance. And he wins it. And he wins it. And that's nutty. Let's talk about that. My pick to win Money in the Bank, AJ Styles. Oh, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm saying AJ Styles wins the whole damn thing. And damn it, AJ, just take the men's and the women's. Just take both of them when you're up there. Take both briefcases, cash in, and be every champion. All right? It's 2020, damn it. (laughs) But Hell yeah. But AJ Styles, um, I had a problem with um, Dave Meltzer here, because to me, Dave Meltzer... Uh, Dave Meltzer said the reason AJ Styles was brought back this week was due to the the declining ratings that WWE has had. Okay. Mm, well, well maybe, usually he but... would be right, but here's the one reason why I say Dave Meltzer's full of it on this one. <laughs> Money in the Bank was shot a month ago. Money in the Bank has been shot. They've already shot it. Okay. They've been doing yep. these live TVs building to the Money in the Bank, which has been filmed already. You know, I, I expected to see it kind of cinematic style a little bit, you know, a little quirky, um, like a like a comedy movie fight. You know, I expect that with the men's and the women's money in the bank. So if this was shot a month ago, I don't think WWE was calling the audible to bring AJ Styles back. It was planned for him to come back in this and be a shock to come back in the gauntlet match. And yes, maybe give the ratings a boost in, in the arm, but the way the way it was said on the Wrestling Observer is as if AJ Styles was brought back on Monday, like they called him Sunday night, and it's, damn it, AJ, <laughs> the ratings are <laughs> shit. We need the phenomenal one. You know, like, no. This guy, he's been, he's been planning for him to come back the whole time. And I love his like explanation. You know, look, he, he may have got buried, but he still didn't lose anything. All right, the AJ. We're not always buried. Oh, AJ was you so good. You can't bury the AJ. I can't. I can't like emphasize how far AJ Styles has come in terms of a promo, <laughs> because AJ Styles might be like one of the best promos, especially in the crowdless era, like the one before WrestleMania that he was cutting about Michelle McCool and the Undertaker. 
amazing. And, and this promo about, you know, that didn't count. There's no rules in a boneyard match. Who, who's <laughs> no to rule. say, yeah, who's to say that I was supposed to be buried alive? You know, it's like amazing. Like amazing that a heel would have like a justification for why you didn't lose. The, the best heels always think they're right, which is why I'm a heel. I keep telling you guys I'm a heel because I always think I'm right. Okay. Kmart shopping ass is another brilliant Richard line. Kmart shopping ass talking about John Cena, <laughs> I mean, which they edited yeah. out of like every. What? They edited uh, out of everything. It's because you know? Kmart was like, hey. Don't Kmart was like, whoa, whoa, whoa hey, slow your roll. <laughs> yeah. Does Kmart even exist anymore? I don't even know. Don't, yeah. Probably not. That's, probably that's why. Not. AJ Styles made yeah. them go out of business. But speaking of being edited out, did you notice on Monday... When they showed uh, 2015 was was what they showed Money in the Bank cash-ins. They were showing all <laughs> all of them, or at least uh, highlighting some of them. Seth Rollins from this footage, what you would notice is Seth Rollins comes out, gives a curb stomp to Brock Lesnar, and then all of a sudden's holding up the title. Roman Reigns apparently <laughs> wasn't in that match. So what do you feel? Like I I know it's been rumored for weeks that Roman Reigns has has heat uh, based on you know skipping WrestleMania day of. I think that was the problem. Day of, he skipped WrestleMania. Right. And then Braun Strowman had to fill in. Um, but yeah, this was... I I know they weren't mentioning his name, but this one was a little bit like, whoa, they edited him out completely. Because <laughs> if, if you all don't remember, it was Roman that ate the pinfall uh, when Seth Rollins cashed in. Right. It was funny. Uh, there's like a Forbes article about it, like, you know, asking the question, you know, what, what's up with, with Roman sort of being phased out of stuff. And uh, they had a tweet from, the, uh, I guess, the OTRS. And he's like, uh, did they edit Roman out, you know, uh, because they're mad at him, you know, for dropping out of the match? Or is he edited out because they didn't want to show him getting pinned by Rollins? <laughs> he's like, which is it like is it like you know petty vince or vince trying to protect roman like which is it sort of thing that's funny it's like i wonder yeah what the deal is is there really some heat here you know it's is maybe roman you know taking time off or his family maybe doing some movie stuff or you know is it's just they're working us again i guess my thing is like it's funny how like the internet is like white knighting roman all of a sudden and it's like weren't you the same marks that like wanted roman gone and like the minute like it kind of shows some signs of him being gone regardless of what it is you're like how could wwe screw roman so apparently roman can be as much of a heel in the eyes of the internet wrestling community as they want but wwe will always be the biggest heel nobody right, will yeah. will ever get the heel heat that wwe has and, and to me i don't think it's as big a deal as everybody's letting on because everybody's like you know, oh, I can't believe they did this. They they did that. I actually think it's somewhere in between what that person was saying. Is it is it Vince trying to protect Roman? No, I don't think so. Is it them trying to erase him like he's Chris Benoit and he did something wrong? No. <laughs> but to me, what it is, is that he's one of WWE's biggest stars. And if you start showing footage of him and you know he's going to be gone for the next six months, you're setting an expectation that... Roman Reigns might show up and, and basically advertising him mm. and he's not going to be there. So basically to me, it's like WWE is just saying like, guys, like let's put Roman on the back burner for the simple reason that he's just not going to be there. We don't want to set that false expectation. It would be like, if, like when, like if Austin went away or something, you know what I mean? Like you don't really want to advertise him, you know, talk about him too much unless you're anticipating his return. Like I, I feel like they don't know when Roman's going to come back. Right. You know, I hate to say it, but maybe maybe Roman's not coming back. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's the the view that they have. 
would that be crazy? I mean, they would be crazy. Sort of invested so much into the Roman character. Like, who who do you slot in? Like, I don't know if there's anybody. T- yeah, have right there it, now. That's, it, well, like it goes back to that hole. It goes back to a discussion that I had with you a couple weeks ago, which is like, who who do they have that's like a megastar, and have they built anybody up to that level yet? Because to me, it's like WWE needs to transition some guys into the megastar role. And it's like, but can they? And I feel like Vince, because Vince has gone on record as saying, like, I hope that guy gets over when talking about people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's to say that, yeah, they can put the rocket boosters behind somebody, but if the crowd's not digging it, and somebody can't become a megastar, just like, I know people, it's a, it's a hot take. I love Cesaro to death, but does Cesaro scream megastar? He doesn't have the, that talking ability. Like, to me, Titus O'Neil screams more star than Cesaro, and that's not a knock on Cesaro. It's just Titus has that gift of gab. There's a reason why he's, like, you know, always representing WWE. He's a philanthropist, and he can talk. Which, that he's come a long way. You remember when he was cutting promos on NXT? Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, he couldn't cut a promo word shit. But, like, I'm going to say it like this, guys. I know we all, you know, try to make Cesaro better than he is, and he's probably the best in-ring worker WWE has, but, and other wrestlers have said, like, oh, push this guy. But if you can't talk, you, you don't have shit. There's a reason why Hogan and Flair and, you know, Austin and, and these guys are on top, The Rock. You may say, well, it's because of the in-ring work, but if you can't cut a promo on top of your in-ring work, you gotta be the whole package. I'm just saying. Do you think it would help if maybe, you know, sort of, somebody like roman maybe a becky they go away for a little bit maybe do some movies and then come back like with that sort of boost there well, sort yeah. of star power and appeal like with that i mean build some buzz and interest you know well in the case of becky i mean she is signed to do uh that came out this week that she's signed to to basically be in a marvel movie which is huge news it's like where, where what movie is she gonna be in what can, said, Brandon, no, you're the Marvel so, fan. You tell me. Yeah. Uh, I guess there are rumors some stuff. Maybe uh, Black Widow one, Ooh. potentially. Um, there was another one. It was, uh, oh my gosh, something tip my tongue. Let's see here. But to me, by the way, which people will be short-sighted on this, but I think Becky Lynch could be your, your one of your megastars here because she's crossing over into the movies bluntly. Uh-huh. She's gorgeous. And yeah. she can talk. I mean, even Eternals. with, you know, even with like, yeah. quote unquote, her accent, you know what I mean? Because remember, WWE sometimes wouldn't push people because they had a heavy accent. But like Becky Lynch, like just transcends her accent. You know what I mean? She can communicate to oh, yeah. to any spectrum of fans. Yeah, I don't think she needs to like, like she doesn't lessen her this, right? accent. Like, yeah. like, like, like Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre lessened his accent. You can hear it like from 2007 to 2010 compared to now. Like, he's lessened, like, he's really got rid of his accent a lot. But that's more yeah. so, but in Drew's case, that was, he felt like people couldn't understand him, so he wants to be, convey more. And, and obviously it worked. He's your freaking champion. There's a guy that could be a megastar. There's another guy to me that could be a megastar, because Drew McIntyre's six foot five. And like, 275 pounds, but you still like the guy. Like, you still relate to the guy. That says a lot. To me, that says a lot when you can still relate to a guy of that size. Does that make sense? Because it's like, it's like that yeah. means he's so good at conveying his emotions and, and displaying, getting you to be empathetic towards him. Yeah. That's how you get a megastar, is like if you can get people invested in you. I, I thought he had like a good sort of movie star look to him when he came back. Uh, 
all jacked. I thought, you know, hey, I could see this dude maybe starting right. a movie somewhere. Wrestling like in the dark. And then come back. Yeah. Wrestling in the dark. Great, really good example. Look at the difference between someone like Cesaro and Velveteen Dream. One of these guys could be a lead in a film, a pornographic film in Velveteen <laughs> Dream's case. Horrible. I'll stop. <laughs> and the other one would be the silent killer thug character. Yes, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like, who is your leading guy? As good as Cesaro is, it's like, how has he not worked? You're talking about 2014 was his first push. It's been six years. How is this guy not better on the mic? Mm. I, don't, I don't. You can give him any excuse in the book, any excuse in the book, but he needs to be better on the mic. It's as simple as that. But anyway, moving along. Um, uh, go ahead, Brad. Oh yeah, no, I did want to say that Lynch did look good. Uh, I saw a clip from, uh, I guess, Billions, the Showtime yes. show. Yeah, she, and she had, yeah, she had a little segment that was cool. You know, they doing the wrestling terminology and stuff uh, for the company. So they, that was good. She, she looked good there. So um, yeah, hoping for the for the best with Lynch in the future. I think they need it. You know, they they need all the help they could get <laughs> as far as you know. WWE's in a rebuilding process, yeah. releasing almost thirty people, if not more. Yeah. Um, so now's the time. Now's the time to act. Get some guys over. Uh, when I say guys, by the way, I'm just saying it in the wrestling lingo. I mean guys <laughs> or girls. Like like it could be Becky Lynch as well. So I don't want that to be right. just male. Um, you know, get get some people over and and just really you know usher in the next generation. You know right. what I mean in that sense because I feel like we keep getting start and stops to the new generations. Um, no, what's the deal with this uh, this hacker guy? Do you have any? Uh... I have no clue, which is good, which is good because I like I will be fully surprised. There was rumors that it could be CM Punk, and it's like no, they wouldn't bring back CM Punk like this. You know, you people know, can help. They want a dream. To me, it'll be like a lesser person. Like they wouldn't like you know, it'll be someone they're trying to bring up as opposed to someone they're trying to bring back on a high level. If that right. makes sense. So I, I I still stick to like Mustafa Ali, especially with with that like the lights being his symbol. Because if you notice, it's a circle, which is exactly right. what he has on his palm when he comes out. So I still think it's him. Now, is this going to make you more hype, assuming it is Ali when he comes back? Or does it feel like, ah, oh, you wanted, you know, somebody else to do No, then, because I, I like Ali, but it's like Ali, it's like I'm glad that they're giving him something to sink his teeth into. Because it's like, you know, he's a little bit generic white me baby face great at it mind you like he's an amazing promo with nothing as in like he's given nothing yet he still can cut that promo so it's like if you give him something to sink his teeth into maybe he can get to the next level and to you know we need like a good middle eastern baby face we've literally never had that you want to talk about you know stereotypes and stuff we always had the heel iron chic type characters <laughs> it's like to give us like a middle eastern character that is you know of, of a baby-faced nature and people can get behind and he transcends like his culture you know what i mean like he's just people like him people like like mustafa ali i think that's a good thing i think it's a good thing for the business and i think that's a good thing for you know just the the perception as a whole um now speaking speaking of perceptions which this transition makes no sense but we'll, we'll go with it <laughs> i like uh, it man <laughs> the governor so as of may 4th as of may 4th uh Sporting events are being allowed in Florida to run at 25% capacity. May the 4th be with you, everyone. Right. Wow. Had to get that in there. Right. Yeah. But luckily, <laughs> wrestling is not a sporting event. It's sports entertainment, damn it. So yes. full capacity, damn it. Full capacity for WWE. <laughs> We're bringing the fans back. I know. Says, We've had enough of this. We want to get together. We want to watch these shows. 
that's just, that, I mean that's what I people are, are saying. Yeah, but that's that's what people are you know complaining okay. about the shows right now. They're like, oh, a big part of you know sort of the dwindling interest is that there's no crowd there, and like the crowd is really important to have. Well, I agree. I feel like we were, we were kind of in a catch-22 situation because we had the quote-unquote crowd with AEW with the wrestlers, but it was taped. And then you had Raw <laughs> and SmackDown stuff that was live, but there was no crowd. And I feel like AEW does it well with having the wrestlers in the crowd. Um, and I want to talk about AEW because I think AEW hit it out of the park this week with their live show. Um, AEW being a daily's place, having more wrestlers, um, and just... Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was the first time I felt like it, like I saw a wrestling show in a while, if that makes sense. Like, I know I've been watching wrestling, but I've, like, legitimately was excited. I literally had the butterflies, the adrenaline, like, you know, and I felt like I forgot that there wasn't a crowd because the wrestlers yeah. do a good job of cheering and stuff. Cheering so and making enough noise, yeah. How they had no, it set up with the sound. It's not, right, yeah. and I don't care how good you are in WWE, but when right before, like, somebody's like, okay, I'm about to jump outside of the ring, and they go to run off the ropes, it's like you hear that, like, and there's literally just a pause, and there's nothing. Whereas in AEW, somebody goes for that, the the wrestlers are like, yeah, like, come on, woo, like, they're doing the same things fans would do. And, um, yeah, I just, I just don't know. And uh, Alex Guerrero says an indie show was scheduled for the first week of July. Yeah, yeah, we might have oh, actually man. a knockout wrestling show first week of July, too. Wow. So, I mean, Holy that's crap. I probably shouldn't say that on air, but hey, fuck it. <laughs> you know, like... Crazy. Everybody's got a tentative, but to me, it's like, hey, like I'm gonna let them know. Like, you probably should space those chairs six feet apart. Like, just adhere to the rules, things like that. That goes back to the 25% capacity. Like, just yeah, do that for the fans. Like, I would still, in AEW's case, I would still leave the wrestlers on the floor for now, even if they yeah. do a 25% capacity, and just let everybody have fun. You know what I mean? But I think we're getting to the point where we're gonna see a limited amount of fans pretty soon right right you know I, I, yeah i just hope people aren't too sort of freaked out about everything that they just even though stuff is opening back up they still just don't want to go out just because they're still right it's it's sort of me, fearful of things and to me it's about precautions right so it's like just don't be stupid like like i had a business meeting you know i, I do mortgages and they were like let's meet at this restaurant and i'm like oh i don't really want to but let's go you know so we we went there and and uh you know, we, we sat outside and, and there was a lot of precautions. Like they put uh, the table next to us. They put a sign that was like, don't we, no one can sit here. You know, social distancing. Um, all the servers had have your high profile. Yeah. The, ser the servers. Well, yeah, I was signing a contract to be on uh, JD from NY. Um, yes. <laughs> to be the new co-host. Uh, I would never do that. Uh, that would be awesome. So, yeah, the servers all had masks on and things like that. So, I mean, like, everybody was taking their precautions, and that's, that's how you do it. Like, I didn't fear, like, oh, I might get COVID, you know? And then it, when I got back to my car, I used hand sanitizer, you know? Like, just, just do your due diligence. Don't be irresponsible, you know? Just do what you have to do. Try to get back. This will be our new normal for, uh, for a while, you know what I mean? So, we just got to get used to it. But anyway, back to the wrestling end of things. Um, random, but, uh, gorgeous George, I actually, uh, the former girlfriend of Macho Man Randy Savage, I should say, uh, that gorgeous George, <laughs> not the original wrestler, uh, gorgeous George. <laughs> said, See, I got confused too. I thought it was <laughs> the old wrestler. wrestler yes. like, no, no, this, this is, is uh, the gorgeous George that was in yeah. WCW in 1999. Okay, uh, yeah, but gorgeous George told a story about the Macho Man Randy Savage getting like really lit on a beach once, uh, getting a little, uh, 
getting a little fried, getting a little bit of messed up in the brain, yeah. And uh, basically telling her a story about Stephanie McMahon, the infamous story, and basically confirming it to her that it happened. And then that's why Vince never brought back Macho Man. So I think that was an interesting development because if she's telling the truth, it's from Macho's lips, you know, like, hey, this happened. But, you know, and, and of course, it's different. I guess to me, it's different yeah. when he's telling it in an inebriated state to his girlfriend as opposed to like, you know, looking right. at a camera and going, yeah, Triple H, I'll take your, I'll take your, <laughs> like, you know, that could just be all a work because he's going right. off the rumors, you know, and things like that. But so I'm like, okay, maybe this is actually true. Who knows? Yeah, but, is this legit? Is she just looking for some clickbait? Like, what's what's going and on? That, and that, but that's also what it could be. It's like she could be looking for that clickbait. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And um, I, I mean, I like to think it happened because it's like so. It wrestling, make sense, but. wrestling in the dark makes a point, and I do want to. I I want to call attention to this because I don't want everyone to think I'm saying go back outside and do what you got to do because I agree completely with this statement, which wrestling the dark mirror, like best friends ever since he he's been stumbling on our podcast because we have a lot of the same points. He says trouble is not everyone has a say in it. Kenny, if they lift lockdown over here, when people are around, I can't control how close people get, especially in his case, he doesn't have eyesight. So it mean you don't know if people are six feet from you or not. You almost have to guess. That's my point. That's my problem with everything opening up. Right. I'm actually glad that they're doing like 25 percent and you still have to adhere to the rules because they're trying. Unfortunately, they have to train people like dogs to like this to this new normal because people are not going to look at at someone like wrestling in the dark over here. Mason, I think is is your name. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong and go like, oh, I should be six feet or, you know, more than six feet away from him. People, unfortunately, are very selfish. They don't think about others. They think about themselves. Right. So, Mason, here's what you do. I don't know if you have one of the scene canes, but what you do is just hold it out and just swing it. Just swing it wildly. That's right. And if somebody gets hit, it's their fault because they weren't social distancing. That's my take on the situation. Swing the cane. Because God knows Brandon would get whacked upside his head. Because Brandon yeah. be like, uh, sorry, I was just uh, I, like, Look, I, just, I got my bandana. I just, I just wanted, I mean, to, uh, yeah. just wanted to smell your neck a little bit. Uh, smell. Which is weird. But no, that's that's my thing is like, yeah, unfortunately, it's people that I worry about, not necessarily the, the, the rules that are coming in. I'm glad things are opening up because from what I saw at that restaurant, people were taking things seriously. You know, of course, you had the people in the corner that were that looked like they didn't give a shit and whatever. But it's also the servers made sure that they gave a shit, you know, I mean, cleaning everything down next to them and stuff, you know, because they were unfortunately bluntly of the age where if they get the coronavirus, they'd probably die. You know, so anyway, enough coronavirus talk, Brandon. <laughs> it's, the coronavirus has taken up enough of my time in my life. Um, you know who needs to take up more time? Ooh. The greatness that is MJF, baby. He's coming back. Oh my back. God, that promo, man. He ain't Rock. He ain't Piper. That Flair. Something different. You know what I mean? Dude, the promo, the, the mic segment he had with Tony Schiavone as well was so good. So good. Uh, he and Sean Spears, I actually, okay, so remember last week I was giving Sean Spears shit 
this week I give Sean Spears credit because I feel like oh, he, he stepped it yeah, up. Yeah. Like I feel like he stepped up and I'm like, okay, good. Like I'm glad he's on a better track. So I almost will retract what I said about Sean Spears last week <laughs> really? because I like, like Sean Spears <laughs> and, and I'm glad they gave him a little bit of time. Uh, I'll train my guide bar- dog to bark at them if they get too close. Yes, I'll train my guide dog to bark too. Brandon, can you bark? They, they bark at me all the time. Every dog. It's true. We went to a friend. I'll never forget. We went to uh, my friend Tiffany's house, Brandon and I. This is what he's talking about, in fact. And Brandon, um, this dog was so nice and calm. And let me also mention before I get into this, and there's a reason I mentioned it. Tiffany and her family are, are black. They're Jamaican. <laughs> So let me mention that, okay? Because Brandon comes, like, we, I'm sitting there with Tiffany. We're, we're fine. The dog is so calm, nice and calm. Brandon walks in. This dog just goes crazy, starts growling and barking. Now, Brandon has the gall to say that this dog is racist. And I'm like, no. Like, she lived, the dog lives with a black family. Like, there's no way in hell. But and it Brandon whatever he said and I wouldn't even say I don't even I wouldn't even say what you said Brandon. <laughs> Brandon was saying attack and uh, I wouldn't uh, even mention the, the the culture that he said oh, from Borat. I'll give you that hint. I'll yeah. give you that hint. But yeah, I have a picture of it and this dog is just. I'll, I'll put it on next week's episode. This dog it's is not ridiculous. having it. Not having oh, it with Brandon. Because here's the thing. Dogs sense good, the kindness in people's souls. So when I was there, the dog was fine. But when you walked in with your debauchery and you'd be on Nebraska at 3 a.m. with Carol Baskin trying to kill Roman Reigns. You know, you're one of those cool, cat and, cool cats and kittens. I'm a cat guy. Maybe that's so. <laughs> Oh man, Brandon, would you walk in Nebraska at three a.m. just to clear your head? Yeah, I mean it's just, just like I mean, look, like you said, it's like that story you were talking about about the family that's driving the car. The, 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 this is this is what I'm saying in the chat. Dogs are great judges of whether or not someone is trustworthy. Little guy was just trying to warn you. I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. I that's think exactly that what happened. Was sheltered. They weren't the only thing. Care of I think it, the bro, only bro. thing sheltered you is, is your uh. sexuality. But <laughs> Brandon was just bursting at the seams to get out there, and, and and the dog was like, the dog didn't want any part of it. This <laughs> is like they're, I'll be at work. They're, they're asking like, me to make uh make that picture next week's cover. I'll sneak it on somehow. Just remind <laughs> me. I'll sneak it on somehow. But anyway, Brandon, we got a lot of topics to cover. We're we're like fifty minutes in, so we got we got like ten minutes to go. Come on, Brandon. Last week's episode we're was too long. Too. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. I'm sorry. We're wrapping speaking of not wanting Wait, to do it. Leo yeah. Rush tweeting that he, <laughs> he may want to do it anymore. He may not wrestle ever again. And what to happened, me, like? I don't know. Like to me, it's like I walk this line with Leo Rush. And what I mean by that is like there's a lot of where Leo Rush has mental. You know, he's he's he said that he's had some mental problems. His mental health is in the best state. He just got released. So I mean yeah. I can I can see him being honest here but in the other way he's also a showman. So if Leo Rush is in the right state of mind, he's working us. That's the thing about Leo Rush. I I don't know if he's being genuine on this. He might just be working us because on May 11th I think it is, he has a rap album coming out. So of course to me he's going to say I'm focusing on my rap career, not focusing on wrestling. And um yeah. So I I don't know, hopefully Leo Rush will wrestle again. I mean he's he's young he's a what 25 now 
Uh, you know, because he was calling himself, what, the 23-year-old piece of gold? That was two years ago. So I'm assuming he's 25 right. now. And, and, you know, he's still got a lot of time. So, Leo, I yeah. challenge you to your return match. <laughs> Me against you. No. One-on-one. Loser has to buy your rap album. <laughs> uh, go... <laughs> That's horrible. Because that makes it seem like it's bad. Buy that album. <laughs> Terrible. Dude, that was crazy. And he had a really crazy thing, man. He had a really cool gimmick up, uh, you know, with, with Lashley on oh, the main man. show. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. The guy with, like, he, he, he's a talker, yeah. man. He's a guy that, And then like, it's back oh, to NXT man. and then gone. It's just like, ugh. And I was, there, rough, when he, I was there when he went back to NXT that night, and the place went crazy for him. And uh, little, him. little yeah. known fact... Um, I started up the welcome back chat and I have it on video just to prove that I actually have it on video because I'm recording him and you can hear me go, welcome back, welcome back. And then it, it starts reverberating around nothing cooler, by the way, if you haven't been to wrestling, a live wrestling event, yeah, and God knows you haven't been to one in 2020, but nothing cooler than being able to start a chant. Whether it's not about credit, it's not about like going out and saying, tweeting, I started a wrestling chat. It's just, it's a cool feeling to get people doing the same thing you're doing. Brandon doesn't know that feeling because nobody wants to do anything that Brandon does. But I try, try to pet the dog and it just snaps at me. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, let's see here. What is this thing about maybe Jake the Snake and a snake growing up, Yeah, what was, was, what was up with that segment? That was, it was a good segment, <laughs> so but good. but Jake the Snake uh, on old AEW school, Dynamite, man. very old school. What was it with him, like, like basically mounting Brandy Rhodes with the snake? <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it, this is 2020. Like, dude, like, go the other way. Like, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it was that's like. good, right? Doesn't that it build some heat? It's like, oh, look at this shocking thing. Was, Maybe Brandy, get a few was Brandy that... knocked out, though? Because she didn't yeah, move, she a, like she didn't move a, yeah. a lick. Like, she didn't even react to a snake being on her. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd and I don't cool know if she's that, that good of an actress or, or what, but, like, I don't like I don't care. Like, most big guys, if they're laying on the mat and a snake comes, they at least tense up a little bit. You know what I mean? Because they're like, oh, yeah. there's, like, a freaking snake on me. Brandy was out. <laughs> like, Brandy was just, like, just <laughs> laying still. Like, Brandon's personality. Like, it was just completely gone. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it was just, it was amazing, amazing that she did that. But I was worried. I legitimately was worried like that. She was hurt. Um, no, anyway, man, let me get into, is professional, man. Right. But let me get into the story. And yeah, people are saying they have phobias of snakes. That's common. I think, I think I have a phobia of, of snakes too. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, they're creepy. They're creepier than Brandon. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, AEW was actually speaking of, of AEW, they were actually fined. $10,000 from Moxley uh, versus Omega at full gear. <laughs> that match that went on too long, yeah, they were fined for it. They cost them $10,000 because of all of the use of weapons is what they listed every weapon that was in there. And the Maryland oh, Athletic man. Commission, as to me, it's like, I, I hate to say this, but I'm like, what the fuck did you find them for? If you knew this was a wrestling event with a hardcore aspect, like what the hell are you finding right. people for? Just a, if I were AEW, I just want to run Maryland again. Like fuck that, you know what I mean? Like it's not a big enough state anyway that it's like, like you're gonna so find what? us ten thousand yeah. dollars. And not only that, so AEW is gonna challenge this, and let me tell you why. It's not about the money, right? So obviously, to Tony Khan, ten k is probably a, a drop in the bucket, but it's not about the money. It's it's not about the money at all, for the simple reason that if this happens again. AEW will have their license revoked in the state of Maryland. So you definitely challenge this one and try to get it away because it's not worth having another pay-per-view or something. And then you can't run Maryland ever again. 
So. I mean, they're definitely going to have to do another hardcore hardcore match anyway. That's, but remember episodes ago, way episodes ago, I said this match was too much, and I said it was too much. And now you got Maryland finding them for just that exact reason. It's like, it went on 40 minutes and it was just so barbaric when it was like, it could have been 15 minutes and pull back just a little bit and it was still would have been an amazing match. And a lot of people they, don't want to hear that, right? Like right. Everyone wants everything to be just 100% all the time, but it's like, you pull back just a little bit so people want more. There's a subtle art to it. Movies do it all the time. You, you, you leave little, little teasers so that people want to see it again. If you give it all, people never want to see it again. That's it. Like, we're happy. You got to put in the little, it's an art. little, yeah, surprises at the end to get people to see the sequel. Right. And um, another thing to talk about AEW, I want to give them credit that they, uh, with Nyla Rose's return, the women's champion, they recapped what happened with this whole women's division in the last couple months. Oh, I think good. that was yeah. smart because it's like. Showed everybody. Yeah. For so anybody, quick, right. Yeah. For anybody that's not been paying attention. Um, you know, maybe they haven't tuned in because AEW has been taped and they tuned in finally because it was live. Um, and Hollis says the match wasn't too much. It was great as is. It was not a match that is done all the time. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. But when I say it's too much, right? I don't think you're I, I think you're thinking I'm saying it was too much in terms of they pushed the envelope too much. What I mean by it was too much. It was like it was 40 minutes when it could have been 15 to 20. I feel like longer matches don't shouldn't be hardcore matches. Longer matches should have more story to them. Hardcore matches should be shorter. I think I said it, but like the Hell in a Cell match was like all of what 15 minutes. The famous one between Undertaker and Mankind. It was like all of 15 minutes, but we remember every moment of that match. The 40 minutes it went mm-hmm. too long. Just like this podcast is going too long. So let's go let's go back <laughs> to <laughs> That women's recap again, amazing because I think I think they that was the right move. Um, I, you know, I forgot some of this stuff. You know what I mean? And I've been watching religiously every week, so I think it was just a good way to bring everybody back in and remind them of what AEW's done. Uh, kudos to Excalibur, uh, Jim Ross, and Tony Schiavone, who seemed really into their commentary. They seemed really appreciative mm-hmm. of being back. They got me into the show um, a lot. A lot, so um, I give them credit for that. And and the chat's talking about Sammy Sammy Guevara getting run over. That street fight, <laughs> that street fight to me showed AEW on a different level than WWE. It, it, it was like, guys, we're right next to TIAA Bank Field. You know, yeah. we remember you remember that the Khan family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what I mean? So AEW hasn't really pushed this yet. They haven't pushed this fact, but like the fact that the street fight ended, you know towards the field and uh i wish i had the shot prepared but um the inner circle holding their hands up and then and then and then the graphic going up uh at at tia bank field uh amazing amazing like it again to me the vibe was like oh yeah let's not forget that aew is could be big time pretty soon you know so to me again i i will be i promise you we will buy tickets brandon for the first show that they, they run in TIAA <laughs> Bank Field, because up. if they can fill that to capacity, oh man, that that will be that'll be a huge event. It's a okay. it's a football yeah. stadium. It literally will be yeah. a WrestleMania tier event. 
So it, and it was cool uh, how like Hardy uh, switched back and forth between his different. Yeah, like, I was confused. Yeah. I I wasn't. I didn't pay yeah. attention at, at first, and I saw him uh, in the like you know the the Hardy Boys type thing, and I was like, why the fuck is he wearing that? And then I saw the the switch after that, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's cool. Like he went between yeah. Matt Hardy, his vessel, and yeah. Damascus. You yeah. know, so at least you know at least there's a little bit more substance to him just being broken, Matt Hardy again, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but speaking of pretty cool, you know, John Cena, uh, touching it quickly, John Cena, um, granting Make-A-Wish wishes during the pandemic, you know, I don't have the shot prepared again, I, I had nothing prepared, damn it, but, uh, he had, uh, you know, his mask on and he was helping with the little kids, so great, great stuff, man, John Cena's still, still helping people. He's gonna, he's gonna help that Guinness World Record for, like, making a wish, man, that's insane, he's got still at it, killing it. Yeah, we also we have uh, rumors, by the way, of um, of Otis being done with heavy machinery. He might be going going it solo. Going solo, wow. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's time. I mean, I hope not, though. I feel like heavy. Really you you, you can yeah. you can have him solo without him ha- being broken away from Rick, heavy Rick. machinery. Just kind of put Why it on the back burner. Together? Yeah, right. Put it on the back burner for now. Let Otis wrestle and and you know and Tucker not, and that's about it. You don't have to really call attention to the fact that they're split officially, because right. once this, if Otis cools down, at least they have that on the back burner. You know, um, another thing um, to talk about though, um, ACH uh, uh, issuing an official <laughs> apology <laughs> for all of those uh, videos calling WWE racist and things like that. Said he wasn't in the. I remember I said this. I said this on the podcast because everybody was like, "Yeah, you know." They're either given a very strong opinion for him or against him. And I said, it's obvious something's going on with him mentally. And he flat out admitted that and said he wasn't in the right state of mind. And he hopes that his career is not defined by his by his actions there. And for him to go out of his way to say that, I think is very responsible. Kind of what Jay Hunter and uh, his little girlfriend should have done. (laughs) <laughs> and been responsible and addressed what they said. She did. She threw him under the bus. Yeah, man. she threw his ass under her bus. ACH flat out just took responsibility for what, what he said, which obviously it's not in the same line necessarily as, as that, that other stuff, but you know, he flat out said, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, again, because he knows. He knows this is going to affect right, right, right. him. And uh, I'm will, I, I personally I'm willing to give him a chance, you know what I mean? If, if he's sorry for it and, and, and things like that, right. everybody deserves a second chance in that sense. Think uh, you just got to be responsible. Back at, uh, WWE, I think so. I, think so. Burned, I mean, Warrior huh? came back for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, we, like, come on, like I, I don't see anything, anything, uh, anything is possible in WWE. All right. <laughs> Speaking of anything being possible, Brody Lee being next in line for the AEW title. How'd you feel about that when the Dark Order attacked? Dude, that, that was that cool. was the first I like time, this program, right, man? Yeah, that was like, the first right, time Order, I felt, yeah, the, yeah, because I I've hated Brody Lee's being in AEW so far, but that's not necessarily his oh, fault. Oh, you didn't like that? Uh, no, okay. I have hated this whole Vince McMahon parody thing. <laughs> like, the fact, I didn't like that he came out in a suit, in that sense. He's still kind of parodying Vince, and it's like, I, I, I want you to be your own character. Now, granted, mm-hmm. everything he said verbally, great, was great stuff. The Dark Order attacking and then him lining everybody up and stuff, I was like, good, like, finally, he's like the, the leader of the Dark Order, the exalted one. It's the first time he's gotten to be that because of right. this, you know, whole pandemic going on. Um, yeah, and, and there's people in the chat saying, you know, haven't, they haven't given AEW a try. Um, I would definitely give AEW a try. And, and, and that's the one thing about our podcast. Some episodes are WWE heavy. Some episodes are AEW heavy because we love both companies. We love wrestling. Um, we never talk about TNA because Brandon never watches. <laughs> wow. Um, but you know, 
I always give the credit to where the talent comes from, though. That that I do. I try to anyway. But speaking of some uh, craziness, man, uh, what is this with Nikki Bella? Yeah, let's let's talk about this first. First and foremost, uh, Nikki Nikki Bella talking about um, the fact that apparently she was raped twice as a teenager. She talked about that in her book. Uh, that is heavy stuff, man. And and it's funny because I think people give the Bella twins shit um, because they have the image of being the poster girls, the good-looking girls that have been given everything in life, you know, but they have an estranged relationship with their father. They have all of this. The Bella twins just seem like the type of, uh, the type of people that always put their best foot forward. Like we're just finding out this stuff about Nikki Bella now because she never used it as an excuse, you know, for why she might be a certain way in life or things like that. And it's like, kudos to her, man. Like, like Mm -hmm. honestly, kudos to her, um, for never using that as an excuse because, uh, I have so much more respect for like Nikki Bella, uh, specifically, but the Bella twins in general, um, just hearing this information. And we have a little like excerpt from her book. Um, so let me read this. Um, this is talking about her neck injury. Um, and I'll start here. It says, I asked for an MRI, but they told me that it wouldn't show anything. This is, again, her injury. They had no answer when I explained that my legs were, were going numb and giving, me, giving out on me in matches that I could only lie down in bed for a few hours at a time. Finally, I had an MRI. I was in Austin, Texas, and I was backstage. A doctor came up to me to say, just so you know, we're not going to find anything. I would have given anything for that to be true. I had dropped the title and my rematch was coming up. I had a match in San Diego for Raw that I won, and then I flew to Phoenix for SmackDown the following night. I went for the MRI on that Tuesday afternoon before the taping. The doctor took one look at it and said, this girl's about to break her neck in half. WWE sent me home. I wanted to see the WWE medical director, but couldn't seem to get an appointment. Finally, I texted the office, is it because I'm a woman? Um, that I don't get the same treatment as the male superstars, I got an appointment. So I'll leave it at that. That's from her book. Wow. Um, it's kind of sad that she had to go to that level, you know, to get an appointment if they were just dismissing her, you know. Again, I'm not just going to white knight WWE all the time, but that's, to me, that's that's irresponsible, you know, because um, I believe her. I, I, I believe, you know, what she's saying in the book, and it's like, you know, they probably just dismissed it because bluntly, Nikki Nikki Bella doesn't have a style that attributes to a neck injury. Mm. So they probably thought, oh, she's just embellishing it. But like, guys, if if if, if her body was breaking <laughs> down and she felt it, like yeah. just like, give her the test, shit. Like, what's it gonna hurt? You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine if Nikki Bella had broken her neck in the ring? Had been uh, WWE would have been responsible for that because there would have been proof of all that Nikki Bella saying. I need te- I need to get tests. I need to get tests and WWE yeah. blowing her off. So I hate that she had to go to that strategy of saying, is it because I'm a female? Would you give this to a male? Like, but it worked perfect. Like get, they gave her a test right away. Good. I'm glad. Um, it, it's good that this stuff sort of comes out because now I think right. it'll, you know, put the pressure sort of on mm-hmm. WWE to make sure. All right. Yeah. We're going to start checking everybody out, making sure everybody's okay. We're going out. We don't need people coming out, you know, a couple years later in a book, you know, they get seriously hurt or not. You know, exactly. Complaining that we weren't yeah, taking care of the workers. So. Exactly. So that, Incredible. That's, that's my thing is like, I'm, I'm really glad at least that Nikki Bella, um, brought it out because that is a risk, you know, now do you, you know, WWE might not want to bring her back per se. 
You get what I'm saying? Like, it's a risk for her career to say these things, but it's, I think it's responsible it, it, to be in her position and to shed a light because she knows she can. You know what I mean? She's, she's big time. You want to talk megastars. Like, that's true. Uh, bluntly, the, the, the Bellas have transcended WWE. They're now stars in mainstream media. So I think it was really responsible for her to use her, her stardom to shed light on this. Um, and I don't think we're going to touch on every topic we have here, Brandon. So the last thing I want to talk about, <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about uh, is the Money in the Bank predictions. So who do you got, Brandon? Who do you got in, ba- <laughs> who you got in Bailey versus Tamina? Oh, dude, if they don't have Tamina win this, it's criminal. All right. I mean, now's the time to do it. I mean, why not? They got nothing else going on. I don't think Tamina's ever won the won the title anyhow. Why not mix it up? Uh, Bailey's got a program that can she can work with, uh, with Sasha. Sasha. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of stuff for her to do. I, uh, I think a title helps someone like Tamina, you know, more I, so than you know, Bailey. I kind of have a feeling Tamina's winning for the simple reason that uh, she was on the bump. Remember that Money in the Bank was taped already. Uh, she was on the bump, and I uh, think the Usos had come on and said things like, you deserve this, and this is your chance, and this, and she started, cr- like, tearing up. And it's like, did she tear up? I don't know. I feel like if she wasn't winning, she wouldn't have teared up. Mm. Like, if she teared up, it, it's probably, like, that emotion of, like, yeah, they know I deserve it, and that's why I won. I don't know. Like, to me, like, you know when you see a wrestler come out, and they kind of just look around and stuff, and you're like, oh, they're winning the title tonight? <laughs> Sometimes you kind of sense that. I kind of have a feeling, to me, it might get a little stop by with this title, especially since we're in the crowdless era. WWE, to me, is taking a little bit more risk. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like if this were normal, bluntly, they probably, you know, Tamina's 40, 42, somewhere in that range. They wouldn't have given her the title. They might have felt like, oh, she's past it. Let's give, keep it on Bailey. But, like, I feel like they might take the risk here. Uh, so I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. But who do you think is winning the women's money in the bank? That's the one I wanted to talk about. I know I already said AJ Styles was winning the men's, <laughs> which is going on simultaneously, mind you. Dude, you know what? Asuka's been fantastic this whole time i love her like at the ring she was, like dancing and just shouting stuff in japanese um it would be nice to have her win but you know what i i think i think they need to sort of go with the lacey evans here you think lacey evans, on this lacey one. evans yeah uh, that was that was actually the last name that i expected uh, on this one so i can see it though i can see it though because to me Okay, I don't know if you remember this. When we were watching WrestleMania, I almost looked at Lacey Evans and I said, she's next. Which is funny because I've since forgot that, but I said, like, there's something that they're doing with her. There's little subtlety sometimes that WWE gives away, like, this is your next person. Like, if you look in December, I don't know if you remember, but Drew McIntyre just completely flipped the switch and was like, Mm -hmm. it was almost very obvious that he wasn't being scripted anymore. And it's like, to me, when when they do that, right? When they say okay, Drew McIntyre comes out and he starts cutting these, like, hilarious promos. Drew McIntyre was always a stoic, you know, character, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're letting him show personality. I was like, he's winning the Rumble. You remember me saying that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was like, he's right, winning yeah. the Rumble because they're, letting, they're testing him to see if he can get really mega over with the crowd. And to me, I don't know if they're necessarily doing that with Lacey Evans, but I saw, like, those inklings of, like, oh, they're, like, they're letting her be the star of, of, of this stuff. Um, right. Now my opinion, and that, that was a big uh, pick by you because I mean we all thought Cena was a lock to win that rumble. So no, no, only you thought Cena was a lock to win. That. Nobody even <laughs> yeah. thought Cena was in that rumble. First of all, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that was yeah. No, no one, no, no one thought Cena was going to win. But I think um, to me, 
I kind of foresee like a like a heel winning this, uh, at least the women's one. So I almost give it to like again not who I want, but I feel like a Nia Jax or or a Shayna Baszler might win this. Mm. Um, <laughs> what, did, what did you think of uh, Shayna Baszler? Well, here's <laughs> wait wait before you say anything though. Here's here's why I think that I'm like. By the way, Shayna, Shayna Baszler's promo is horrible, so let's not even talk about it. Um, but like, if Tamina does win the title, I can see Nia Jax cashing in on her. Okay. Or something like that. You know, well, I guess that's SmackDown. Nia's on Raw, but hey, they could switch shows. It depends. It depends where they want to go. If Lacey Evans wins it, actually, that's a better route to go, right? If Lacey Evans wins it and Tamina has the title, uh-huh. Lacey's a lock to win that title. And then do you go and have her go into SummerSlam as the champion, you know, or maybe win it at SummerSlam? I don't know. There's a lot of different directions. The good thing about the Money in the Bank, and I'm always a fan of this, is when they, there's really no rhyme or reason to where they could go. I mean, last year, I mean, shit, we thought, we, we thought so many people were going to win the men's Money in the Bank, and then Brock Lesnar shows his ass up, <laughs> throws Mustafa <laughs> Ali out, and then wins, it becomes the freaking Brock party. Like, yeah. which, by the way, is an underrated run. I wish we had had Lesnar in the Brock party to, like, roll longer because <laughs> it was the funniest I've ever seen Brock Lesnar. And that includes the mariachi band in 2003. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, actually, like, the more I think about it, I actually can yeah. see Lacey Evans the, now that you're saying it. You know, I, I hate to, God, I hate to do this, but yes. I agree with you. Yes. I agree with you, and I think, I think Lacey Evans people. is going to win it. Uh, but... Now that I've I've thought that I don't think it's going to be true. Brandon, are you coming <laughs> over? Are you coming over to watch Money in the Bank? Uh, Let me wait. Wait. This is I, a trick question. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can't come over. It'll just it'll just be late. So wow, you gotta, because it's Mother's you Day, it. you shouldn't come over. No. You should spend time oh, with your mother. Crap! What Dang, have I said me. on this podcast? <laughs> Treat your mother like a queen, Brandon. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something special. I can feel it. It's gonna yeah. come to me. Watch, watch, <laughs> watch, uh, watch Baron Corbin win the Money in the Bank. For the yeah. Men's, by the way, <laughs> I, I mean, why not, bro? That's the guy you've been pushing for a while. You know, it's the guy you brought up through the system. He's he's improved. You know, he's he's doing his thing. I mean, why not? He's the king. It's true. It's true. But guys. Let's start wrapping this up again. We got probably have a bigger episode next week. I know this week we got we're going straight into Money in the Bank. We're not going to run down. I was originally going to run down all the all the card, but uh, we're running a little bit long. So maybe uh, Brandon Brandon and I will just post our um, our predictions in the comments. So go ahead and let us know in the comments if you uh, feel our predictions are correct. So something to yes. look forward to there. Um, oh, also let us know yeah. whose promo was the best: Shayna Baszler or Apollo Creed. <laughs> the best promo. Let us know in the YouTube comment section. Uh, I, I will trade Apollo Cruz for AJ Styles any day, just for the record. Um, but I, I always like to leave you on a positive quote. And uh, guys, uh, so the quote is, when you choose not to decide, you have still made a choice. So actually, I was um, listening to an audiobook by Brene Brown. It's called The Power of Vulnerability. And it's talking about how funny that uh, when we are meeting other people, and whether it's a relationship or, or not, is that we seek vulnerability in other people. But the thing that we fear the most in ourselves is vulnerability. Like, we don't want to be human. We want to show strength, but we look for vulnerability in other people uh, because we look at it as strength for them and inadequacy for us. 
which is really crazy, but it's true. So guys, I challenge you to be vulnerable in the chat, uh, not to always show your good side, just show who you are. Because bluntly, the right person will come along and love you for your vulnererabilities. Like I love Brandon. That's Brandon, right, the right Brandon, dog Brandon is the is worst person. Brand, Brandon is, is the worst person in the world. He's the worst <laughs> person in the world, and yet I love him for his vulnerabilities. <laughs> Unlike that dog who barked at him for having every bit of, of human indecency in him. So and you took a picture of it too. That's I took a picture really of it. Weird. I had to. It was cute. I was gonna hang it up on my wall and be like, you know, dog hates Brandon. I might I might actually draw a painting uh, based off of that, you know. It, and I call it the evil inside, you know, that's, that's the name of the painting. Uh, but guys, before you go, um, again, uh, yes, yeah, so guys, by, by the way, shout out, shout out to our K-Cup of the Week, who is Hollis oh, this week. Yeah. Hollis, hey. of course, is our K-Cup of the Week because she's been one of our biggest supporters. She's actually the moderator of this chat, brother, brother. What? So I had to give moderators? her a shout out. This is the first time Damn. she's been able to catch a full episode in a while because she's not working today. All right, this is the first time, and usually she's catching the show 15 minutes for 15 minutes on her break because she's that much of a fan, so she deserved it. Uh, she's uh, our fan of the week, the K-Cup of the week. All right, so thank you, Hollis, for all your support always, especially on social media. So, guys, before you go, please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe, and do me a favor, because I know I told this to Bryant, who's in the chat right now. He had messaged me, and he said, when... <laughs> when is the next episode? And I said, what you need to do, right? And politely, not in a, like, a, what you need to do, brother. What you need to do, brother, is subscribe and hit set reminders. Mm -hmm. So if you hit set reminder, uh, you will always, always be notified of when our episode is. Right now, we are doing episodes, uh, I think, on a pretty consistent schedule of Thursday at noon. But I may go back to work soon. So that may change from time to time. But I will always let you know on social media. Follow us, AKFYT Wrestling. Um, and let us know. But guys, have a good rest of your weekend. Enjoy Money in the Bank. Please, if you haven't watched AEW, watch AEW. If you haven't watched NXT, watch NXT for Karrion Cross's debut. And have a good day, guys. Watch TNA Impact.